This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Beronius. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. You always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com, and you're welcome to join me live for these sessions over Zoom. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. When exploring the terms spiritual ego, spiritual materialism, or spiritual narcissism in articles and literature that you might have come across, you might have noticed that they're almost always portrayed as a bad thing that we want to avoid. The manipulating and abusive guru type of thing, someone who's been hiding behind a mask of spirituality. But A spiritual ego is not very different from a non-spiritual ego, and understanding it will give you great insights into how your ego morphs and reinvents itself to make sure you keep seeing yourself through its lens. Understanding the spiritual ego, embracing it and moving on from it can be one of the most powerful steps you take on your transformational journey. So in this and the coming three episodes of the Uncover You podcast, I'll dive into this fascinating topic of the spiritual ego, and hopefully we come out on the other side with maybe some humbling insights, some uncomfortable feelings, but with more clarity and understanding the ego, how it works and how it might keep deceiving us. So what is the spiritual ego? Well, first then we need to understand what the ego is without the spiritual part. Well, the ego is the idea of I, who you believe yourself to be. It's the sum of all the beliefs you carry about who you are, your personality, your worth, your abilities. A spiritual ego is a mind infused with spiritual ideas and beliefs It's the idea and identity of yourself as being spiritually evolved. The set of beliefs, the set of beliefs in a spiritual ego might look more favorable than what you have previously thought yourself to be or believed in. I mean, before you might have seen yourself as unworthy and less than, and now you believe yourself to be part of a whole and are experiencing feelings of gratitude and appreciation. Together, the spiritual beliefs make a blueprint, a concept of who you are and should be, how you believe the world works and what is good and what is bad. It's the filter that you understand the world through and interact with others from. So basically, a spiritual ego is doing what any ego mind is already doing, creating meaning and the idea of yourself from that meaning. The difference, and what can make the spiritual ego a little more tricky, is that you might think that you have overcome the ego and are living your true altruistic self. You think you're living from a better place because it seems better and you feel better, but it's still the mind running the show. Maybe you set out on this journey to you know, have the death of the ego. So that's where you think you are at. 
The thing is that you are more than your ego. But as long as you're identified with the mind, you won't see that. Like Carl Jung said in his book, The Undiscovered Self, quote, anyone who has any ego consciousness at all takes it for granted that he knows himself. But the ego knows only its own contents, not the unconscious and its contents. So basically what he's saying is, you'll only see the content of the box you're looking from. You can't recognize yourself as something more than the mind with the mind. The ego carries the idea of who you are, but it is not you. Per definition, what it believes and and it is not you. It's the filter, the film that the light of your consciousness is being projected through. You can have a spiritual filter, a successful entrepreneur filter, you can have a I'm a loser filter, and that filter will determine how your experience is of the world and of yourself. As long as you're identified with the filter, that's the important part. When you learn to go beyond the mind, as we do, for example, in the meditation course, with the same name, Beyond the Mind, you learn to separate from the ego and its doings, to identify with the essence of you, the one who contains the mind and other parts of you. And to do this, it is most helpful to understand how the mind works and how a spiritual ego is created. To go beyond the mind, it helps to understand how the mind works. So you might ask yourself at this point, well, I was doing so well and my intention was so good. How did I get stuck in a spiritual ego identification? There you were, committing to a spiritual journey and letting go of the ego, taking the leap of faith, wanting more for yourself, How come you ended up in the same ego mind with a different set of beliefs? How is the spiritual ego created? That is a fair question and an important one for further growth. What shows up in the way is the way, huh? Like we've talked about previously in this podcast. So let's face what seems to be in the way dead on. The ego mind morphs and upgrades itself when the old idea of yourself is no longer fitting what you feel and believe. Having an awakening experience, a spiritual experience, if you want, is disruptive to an old program of beliefs. And it's a very good example of a time when the ego needs upgrading to survive. So let's look at some scenarios of how the spiritual ego can be created and understand it better. So number one, the spiritual experience upgrade. Let's call it that. (laughs) Somewhere on your journey, you might have had a very real experience of yourself as something outside of the old idea of you, something bigger than you. Maybe it was love flowing out of your heart, 
It felt like a deep knowing of things beyond words, a feeling of connectedness and clarity that you'd never experienced before. This was an experience outside of the old box, outside of the old set of beliefs about yourself. And an experience like that disrupts what we used to believe. It has a strong emotional impact and can unroot old belief structures. You find yourself outside of the old idea of yourself and with an inner knowing that other ways of living and being are possible. So that's number one. You might have had this spiritual experience that disrupted an old idea of yourself. And number two, how a spiritual ego might have been created is getting answers to everything you've wondered. So maybe you found understanding and community you before had been missing. Feeling that someone finally explained to you how your mind, how love, how the universe are all working. The answers, those answers that you had been looking for. So the pleasure in getting answers that satisfy your heart and your soul, that has a profound shift in your sense of self. Now you find yourself being someone who actually has some answers. You have a truth to believe in and a model for navigating life that you can finally agree with, that feels good. So that's number two, getting some answers to everything that you've longed to know. And number three, another reason to why you've been creating a spiritual ego, how the spiritual ego might have been created, is that you've been adding layers to your belief cake. So you've been focusing on replacing old beliefs with new, more comfortable ones without learning how to actually remove the old ones. Adding a new program on top of the old one, adding more layers to the cake, so to speak. So you're trying to replace old beliefs by adding new ones without realizing that getting to the core of you happens when you take apart the old ideas of yourself and practice the skills to do so. This way, you're more consciously programming your ego to upgrade itself than in the first two scenarios above. So in this example, you're actually trying to reprogram your ego and you're telling it, you need an upgrade. Let's put on these beliefs instead. But your old beliefs are still stuck in your unconscious. And the experience of yourself is still happening on an ego mind level. You're still experiencing yourself from inside the mind through the filter. So the ego has a survival mechanism and I call it upgrading. So whether you recognize yourself in any of these scenarios that I talked about, one, two, or three, or I've had those experiences, or maybe you have a different experience, if you're still partly identify with the mind, it will get a hold of, of a new experience that you're having and create meaning from it and update the idea about who you are. So even if you have a deeply spiritual experience, 
the mind will probably tag along and create meaning from it. And it will use this upgraded idea of who you are to reinforce the belief that you are your mind. Our ego is sneaky, smart, built for surviving. So it takes many forms and it morphs with the new experiences you have in life. If the ego would stay in the old victim mode, the suffering that you before were experiencing, while you move on to a new experience of yourself as someone who feels gratitude and acceptance, it would be totally obvious that you are not your ego. You would notice the gap. You would tell you would be able to tell, "Hey, something's off. I'm not that old person anymore. Then who am I?" So you would have felt apart from it. You would have noticed the gap. But since you now feel more aligned with this new iteration of the idea of you, your ego lulls you back to sleep, back into the identification with it. So let's look at the phenomenon of living from this state, as most of us do, from, from an ego state, or a spiritual ego state. And we live there most of our lives. But let's look at it from a different angle. Because another way of describing what's happening when you develop a spiritual ego is to say that you moved from living in stuck energy in your lower energy centers, like survival, fear, unworthiness, shame, victimhood, blame, and you just took your moving truck and completely moved into your upper energy centers with vision, awareness, love, and truth. But when you left your old hometown, you never looked back and you want nothing to do with that old life. I'm done with the suffering. While it might seem smart to some parts, no, we don't want that anymore. We don't want the suffering. We don't want the drama. What what is actually happening when you've just moved up into your upper centers is this. You're suppressing your unconscious, your shadow self, and you're living from an idea of your perfect spiritual self. An idea where ideally only positive vibe exists. Positive vibes only. Love and light. Happy thoughts only. But the truth is that consciousness, life, the world spirit, God, the universe, the anima mundi, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, contains everything. All aspects of creation. And we will dive even deeper into this in an upcoming episode where we talk about this suppression from the ego of the shadow self. So I'll leave this a little bit hanging for now. But whether you're living only in your lower energy centers or in your higher, there's no connection between the two halves of you. You live either or. You're denying one with the idea of the other. You're denying happiness with the idea of suffering when you're in that victim mode. Or you're denying suffering with the idea of happiness when you're in the spiritual ego mode. This way, you are seeping personal power from both ends 
sounds like a really bad tummy flu, but it's, it's kind of, it has similarities. So your energy is moving from your upper centers up into the ether, up into the air, and from your lower centers down into the earth. They're flowing out from you. On the other hand, what does it look like not living like this? Well, living from integrity. That is when you bring the energy and the frequency of the upper energy centers down into your whole body, accepting and loving all that you are, shadow and all, the taboo, unwanted parts of yourself. And it's also when you move the stuck energy from your lower centers, the shame and the blame and the guilt and all that, up into your upper centers where that energy can release, transform, and power you. Living from integrity is merging the conscious and the unconscious, the feminine and the masculine, creation and destruction, the mind and the emotions, light and dark. It's when you no longer suppress one with the other. And when you do this, when you're merging these parts of you, your personal power, fueled from both ends of you, from both sides of your being, by the animal desires and the wantings and the vision of awareness, this personal power, all this energy will meet in your heart. This is living a heart-centered life. This is living from your whole being. And this is bringing your soul into its full potential. So that was some background, understanding how the spiritual ego is not and may differ from the ego mind and how it might have been created. And in the next episode, we'll look at clues on how to spot that you are indeed operating from a spiritual ego. Because right now you might be listening to this and feel a little shaky and like, oh my God, I think I'm having a realization that I'm living more from a spiritual ego than I've been aware of. Fear not. Um, those uncomfortable feelings are good. <laughs> That's what makes us grow. And we'll look at some clues on how it might look like, uh, how it might show up that we are indeed operating from a spiritual ego. So make sure to tune in next week again. And we'll also have a Q&A session, a live session in the self-mastery community in a few weeks around this topic. So make sure that you find that link to RSVP to that event and show up with all your questions about this topic. Thank you for listening and have a lovely day. Thank you for listening. Do you want to tune in live with me over video next week? Then head over to selfmasteryandbeyond.com for instructions. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.